0: I'm Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out The Protagonist's Podcast. Great characters, and great stories. Dueling Genre Oh my god, you know what we're gonna have to record soon? Very soon, very, very soon... A new Galaxy Warp. Because stuff's happening. There's new episodes next week. I know. Oh my god. I'm so excited. You guys, if you don't listen to Steven Universe, listen to... Uh, listen to. If you don't watch Steven Universe, you should watch Steven Universe. You must. And then join us on Patreon, because we talk about Steven Universe. That has nothing to do with our show. This show. But. They're related. They're kids with powers. Orphaned kids with powers. Steve is all an orphan.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right, you're
0: right, you're right, you're right, you're right. How
1: dare you? I know,
0: I'm the worst.
1: Greg is the best. (laughs) You're right. You are the worst. He's
0: literally the greatest dad in existence. Okay. He's the best dad in the universe.
1: (laughs) We We solemnly swear we're up to no good.
0: Welcome back everybody to Harry Potter, the Chamber of Minutes fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And today we're talking about Minute 154, which starts with- Aww, we talked about it yesterday. Minute 54 starts with certain similarities. <laughs> certain similarities. <laughs> and ends with, uh, with Dumbledore telling Harry that he should be in Slytherin. Which is not really what's happening
1: here. But see, then like book Harry has like green eyes, like that would have been like that would have been great, like that would have gone so well. All those green colors would have just brought out his eyes more.
0: Oh, he would be the most Slytherin. Slytherin green eyes and the green clothes and the green tie. Yep. Yep. Like oh boy, look at you. (laughs) Does he have? He has green eyes because mom has green eyes. Right. I was gonna. For some reason, it's really easy to associate the color green with Slytherin and with, like, I was thinking, like, oh, Tom's the heir of Slytherin and Harry has some of Tom's powers. Maybe it's because of that. Oh, jeez. You're just like, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I was gonna ask if he had green eyes because of dork. the green curse. Oh. Yeah. No. Hello. No. His mother's
1: eyes, hello. I
0: know. Literally, everyone tells him that <laughs> and only that. Can't you tell me something else about my mom except that she has my eyes?
1: Jeez, guys.
0: Oh. Oh. I just... I'm still feeling angsty Harry this week. Just on... I'm on his side. right? like, I feel you. He deserves to be furious with things. He does. I'm glad that he doesn't have emotional out... I'm glad that Harry doesn't have emotional outbursts very often. Even
1: though, like, he could and it would be still justified.
0: Uh, I've been listening to, um, folks listening have probably heard me talk about it already, but people that listen to the Weekend Edition definitely know, I've been listening to this podcast called Friends at the Table, and at the end of one of the seasons, um, they've gotten to a point in the game that they're playing that, uh, tensions are really high between characters in the group, and, um one of the characters literally had, like, an outburst at another. Like, I cannot believe you could be this stupid to think that this is the thing that is going to... Like, why would... And and it was really, really, really satisfying to listen to. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, damn. Like, this is... This is tense. Like, you deserved... Like, you're not wrong, but also, this is a very dangerous situation right now. Yeah. It's just like, sometimes, sometimes I want, like... I'm gonna be so forgiving of Harry by the time we get to Order of the Phoenix this time around. Like, I just, yes. No, yeah, again, like,
1: things, things are changing, like... People
0: are ignoring him, and Dumbledore's not... His friends get to be prefixed, but he doesn't, uh... Just, there's, like, like, things that are weighing on him on top of the fact that everyone's calling him, like, a liar, and... And whatever.
1: That weighs well, heavy on on a on a guy. I mean, like, think think about high school experience and like how that would feel. And he's
0: gonna yell at Dumbledore, and I'm gonna cheer him on, and it's gonna oh, be so, like, good. He deserves total- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's so far from now. That's three years from
1: now. Yeah, I know. Now, Dumbledore deserves to get oh, yelled at. Dumbledore's so nice by like so many different so, people.
0: He seems so. How
1: many people actually get to get Congenial the opportunity here to actually yell at Dumbledore? No one. Nobody. Literally no one. Right. How many people deserve to be to 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 have the opportunity to yell at Dumbledore? Several. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Um, but it's, it's it's. I mean, this is this is the last. Well, that's not true. We'll get more Richard Harris in the next couple of uh, minutes, but. Do you think that his passing influenced how
1: Joe was writing the character? Oh, I would I would I would like to hope not. Cause it shouldn't.
0: Yeah. I just I feel like not only because of his interpretation like how we see him in the movies, but I feel like he does become more aloof and problematic in
1: later books. It's like why Whereas right that here choice? he's got this qual this quiet, tender Like he's having a moment with him. He's just been through like a bunch of crap.
0: Yeah, and and you know, Harry says like I'm I'm worried I I c I can't help but notice certain similarities between Tom Riddle and myself. And and Dumbledore's response is like do you know? <laughs> do you know why you can speak Parseltongue? Yeah, and he just Harry just like makes a fa- no. He says why? Why are you able to speak Parseltongue or something like that? Like rather than offering the information, he's asking Harry if Harry has the inf- like. Of course, Harry doesn't know. Well, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. We don't need to get hung up on the specifics of that. But Harry like shakes his head and he says, "You can speak Parseltongue." Because Lord Voldemort can speak Parcel Tongue. He also says very specifically, Parcel Tongue? Like, there's a beat? Like, it's two words? it's two words. And it's super silly because it makes me think of, like, the mail. The
1: mail? You've Parcel Tongue when you've, like, (laughs) too many envelopes. Oh my god. (laughs) That is so dorky. I didn't
0: even write that one down. That just came to me right now. Um but I just parcel makes me think of like a like part like parcel like a package and not like
1: snake like. Yeah.
0: And it's just it's just a weird I don't yeah. Um
1: so silly. You
0: can speak parcel tongue because Lord Voldemort can speak parcel tongue. Why does he call him Lord Voldemort?
1: You would think like you wouldn't give him
0: Especially when Harry just called him Tom Riddle.
1: Yeah. Like he knows why don't well, he I think
0: just- I think that what Dumbledore's doing is he's making the connection that yes this kid is Lord Voldemort the one who like he's the one and the same yeah I don't want their kind like, of he's, driving that point yeah there isn't a distinction it's not like this kid Tom Riddle... like you've defeated Tom Riddle but that doesn't mean that he's gone I mean that happened last year too like but Harry saw the well, not in the book, but in the movie, Harry saw the, like, ghost thing of Tom pass through him and flee, so... But, yeah, I feel like the last memory that we see of Dumbledore and Tom... Tom's already going by Voldemort, and he comes because he wants a position at the school, and Dumbledore tells him no, and he, like, curses it, but he, he refuses to call him Voldemort. He calls him Tom Riddle. yeah. Which I th- I think is where Harry gets the idea to call him Tom Riddle during their last fight because he knows that that's who that guy really is now, right? Yeah. But just to just to antagonize. But yeah, him dignifying this guy with this name that he gave himself is interesting. We're both shrugging. You can't see it. I know. Like, yeah. But I think that. I think that it's definitely just, like, maybe it is just to, like, make sure that the audience and Harry are both aware that, like, that this, that Tom wasn't lying when he said he was Voldemort.
1: Yeah, like, this kid is that, that the same guy.
0: Yeah, this, like, because Voldemort, right now, especially, because we don't really know a lot about, like, who Voldemort is or what his goals are or any of that, like, we still are, like, really naive, um, because Harry... Because Harry's twelve and he's only met Tom, yeah. young Tom, once. Um, he seems like a supreme evil, like this untouchable dark force that's still like ambiguous and on the horizon. Lord Voldemort, like the he doesn't feel like. I mean, you could say like the man who murdered Harry's parents, but he feels like an entity that's larger than. Right, and I think I that that's definitely saying. the intention. That's the intention that Tom wanted when he took the name. He wanted a name who'd be afraid to speak. Like he wanted to transcend. It's that, that fear and
1: intimidation that humanity. comes behind what he's built yeah.
0: up, and so it still feels like this. Like he's this big, epic evil right now, and he will for a while. It's interesting to see like how we're poking holes in that, mm-hmm. but we do know that like. Lord Voldemort was once a kid at Hogwarts. And... He was an orphan kid at Hogwarts. Who... Who... Threw, dumb, uh, threw Hagrid under the bus so that he wouldn't have to go home for the summer. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But yeah, he, so he tells Harry... Like, if I'm not mistaken... He transferred some of his powers to you the night he gave you that scar. <laughs> Victoria, like, pointed. He had pointing to it. Like, ding! Yep. Like, that one. That scar. Uh, Dumbledore points, and there's, like, a little ding! Like, a glow from his finger, and it, like like... Obnoxious. <laughs> obnoxious. Don't do that. <laughs> but, just... Oh, silly. That scar. And Harry's just... Taking this in? Like, he repeats the question, even. He says, like, he transferred some of his powers to me?
1: Like, that sounds very confusing to, like, a 12-year-old who's just like, what? Well, it's
0: interesting because now this is twice that someone has mistakenly transferred powers to Harry. Yeah. Because the reason he was able to dissolve Quirrell with his fingers was because of his mother's love. She transferred her energy to protect you kind of deal. And uh in that same inst in that same exact moment that that happened, uh Voldemort also transferred some of his power to Harry. That's really interesting, actually. It's this really nebulous moment of like the death of Lily that left two different marks on Harry,
1: yeah, one. Literally a physical mark.
0: And one, a
1: emotional one. Yeah.
0: Oh, Harry's scarred. Touched my Yeah, he's scarred from that experience. He witnessed his mother's death. Her love protects him and keeps him going. And he can speak to snakes because Tom Riddle can speak to snakes, which is a very different kind of thing. It's not like... Harry could melt coral with his hands because his mother could do that. Like, th- those are different things. Like, <laughs> Harry has an actual piece of Volt. Like, spoilers for later movies, uh, an actual piece of Voldemort. Like, he. He. The sorting hat recognized that he would do well in Slytherin because. He has a bit of Slytherin in Like, literally a bit of Slytherin in him. And so Harry... Harry... Harry takes it as, like...
1: So the Sorting Hat was right. And... Like, he jumps... Yeah, he jumps straight to, like... Oh, I should have been in Slytherin.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting because... That definitely implies that Harry... Harry... N- <laughs> Harry earlier in this movie and in this book was worried that he could become bad. And when he's told that Voldemort transferred some of his power to him, Harry jumps to the conclusion that that he is like Voldemort. Yeah. In a much more like, like it's a literal connection way and not just a, oh, you guys are similar. <laughs> like, no, you're the same. He doesn't even know what it means to be a Horcrux, but, like... No, they're there's not even an understanding using that, that terminology yeah, we at don't, this exactly, point. Exactly, but, like, there is a connection there, and that's interesting. Like, we're telling... Even though we, the readers, didn't know what Dumbledore meant, and even Dumbledore might not have, like, known the word at the time, like Horcrux, like, this is how it happened, he does understand that Harry has some of Voldemort in him. Um, he says, if I'm not mistaken, which I think is him saying, like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I don't have all the pieces. Like, I'm pretty sure, but... Like, it seems pretty clear that you have this connection. And the next movie's gonna drive that harder, actually, with the Dementors in a way that we haven't really talked about before. Yeah. That's something I never really thought about until right now... That we're just going to be like, oh, let's open this wound, this connection, and and make it more apparent that you guys are this... Like, I don't think I ever gave enough credit to Harry's fear that he could fall. Yeah. I always just thought Harry was the golden child. Like, he would be the hero in the end. Like, Harry doesn't struggle with the dark side, Anakin Skywalker style. No. Oh, thank goodness. He's, not, like he he's not that whiny. He's worried that he does. Yeah, he sees it in himself, even if we we don't. It's so easy to see Harry as this pure thing, and yet he struggles, and we just don't see his struggle.
1: Yeah, he's like deep in his own thoughts and knows what. Quit. Harry needs
0: a therapist.
1: <sighs> so bad, poor guy.
0: Yeah, I think he just buries it. Like I don't think he knows. I don't think he ever learned. Harry, Harry, does Harry ever like talk about his feelings with anybody? I don't think he ever learned how to. Like, the Dursleys didn't teach that.
1: It doesn't look like, even if they did care for Harry, that they're not a family that talks about feelings.
0: No, and it's just interesting that Harry seems well adjusted.
1: Mm. Keeping appearances? I guess. I would think he struggles with a lot. We don't get any internal monologue.
0: No, from Harry. Uh, We say that this story is from his point of view, but it's third person limited, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would be really interested in like opening up more of that or like just kind of like I'd like us to be more aware of that going forward. And I think it's something that we've been doing really well over the last like couple weeks. (laughs) Harry has a lot to deal with and and so he says like maybe I should have been in slytherin and, and dumbledore sits down and goes it's true like uh, okay you do possess many of the qualities that voldemort values cunning um something something he lists off a couple of qualities that i forgot to write down but then he says like and a certain penchant for breaking the rules which is where the minute actually ends and i think that's perfect yes cunning, ambition, uh... I don't remember what the other one is. There's a third one, I think. Whatever. Whatevs. And it's not... It's not... It's interesting that he says that, because he says... Harry says that he believes that he should be in Slytherin. And Dumbledore says, it's true, you possess many qualities that Lord Voldemort values.
1: Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. that
0: that Salazar would have. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not about... He doesn't believe... Oh, and, oh my God, he's like, <sighs> Dumbledore's words are so veiled that, like, I start to talk him out and then I'm like, oh, this is what you're saying. Yeah. He's saying that, like, your your fear that you should be in Slytherin it doesn't come from what Slytherin House stands for. It comes from your fear about what Voldemort stands for.
1: Yeah. But it's not the, the same thing.
0: No. No. And he's making that clear without like <laughs> calling Harry a, 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 a dummy a, a dummy. A dumb
1: kid. <laughs>
0: like, no, buddy, you're okay. He just says, Yes, like you do possess traits that Voldemort um admires, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna be a Slytherin. Yeah. Which we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. I actually have a quote from Hag- uh, Hagrid. I have a quote from Dumbledore Tomorrow that is like maybe one of my favorite Dumbledore-like lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. Oh. Yeah. Thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes. We are rapidly approaching the end of this, this film, and... It might continue to just be us from now to the end because we're trying to binge episode like recordings between now and Comic-Con. Yeah. So, I'm sorry that uh, we didn't have a lot of guests lined up for the last few weeks. We might still have someone drop in before it's over, but... Otherwise, it's lots of us. I hope you like us. We love you. Come back tomorrow. Mr. (laughs) Manch.